So we learned in the Maral, the Mishnah of Sibin Yechonon's instructions about how a person is meant to open their home to the poor, to Anim, to use that as a source of doing chesed. And now the Maral is going to return to the principle that he began with, and that is being as Yesi ben Yechanan and Yesi ben Yezer were a Zug, that means they received the tradition from Antigonus together, and they transmitted it together. And why we needed two of them is because each one focused on a different Chedek, a different part of what needed to be done, and therefore the advice isn't meant to be taken uh, as each individual separate to the other, but rather as uh, two parts of a whole. And Moral explains in the paragraph which starts to be Sparadacha, he says, Ke'edu shnei chachomim, then Yesi ben Yehazah ve Yesi ben Yechanan ish Yishalayim, these two chachomim, Yesi ben Yehazah and Yesi ben Yechanan, shnei bor atakin beis ha'odam avayras Hashem Yisbarach. They both came to metakin the person's home. Like I said at the beginning, v'nein timta, antigna shuseicha, v'shihizir ha'odam atzma avayras Hashem Yisbarach v'ava v'yira, Building on the rule of Antigonus Tishseichai, who came to tell us the importance of Averis Hashem being f- founded on the two twin principles of Ava and Yira, of love and fear of Hashem. And the reason he brings both of them is because he went up, we saw them also previously, to show that it's not either or, rather they're both meant to combine in the same person. And that's why he was only one. Antigonus Tishseichai, he was a single person who received the tradition. He was a single person in place of a partner, in place of a, a partnership or a, a twin set of makabrim. Antigonus is Musa included what two of the Zugas would have said, and there was both perspectives. As we spoke previously, that the Zogas divides into a focus on each of these separate areas separately. One spoke about Ava, one spoke about Yira. Together they complete what a person needs to complete as a mixture of Ava and Yira. Antigonus was the first one to tell us that a person needs to perfect himself in both of these areas. said at the beginning, a person needs to begin with both of them. They're both a necessary first step, so to speak, as a way of starting one's journey of Avedis Hashem. And after that, and therefore the next step, what is a person's home. That's the next most important thing after talking about his personal individual level. And that's why he says it's Adam, particularly as a year, and they spoke about how to perfect one's home in Avon Yira. Yesmiya spoke about connecting to the Chachamim using his home as a place where Chachamim would meet, and that's a tikkun of the Ava. Because the Amr the Ava says Hashem 
on a dove cover. A person must love Hashem and connect to Him. And that the Gemara and Ksavos asks, How can a person connect to the Shechina? The Shechina is a burning fire. Rather connect to Chachamim and to the Talmudim. And by connecting to Chachamim, it's considered as if a person connected to the Shechina. So you see that Hadavik Bachacham Avas Hashem is Barach. That connecting to Chachamim is Avas Hashem, or at least the Chalapacha, so Anaf in Avas Hashem, it's a part of Avas Hashem. Rafikach, Yesi ben Yehazi, Tamir Shantigonus, Yusa Rav Abba, while attacking by Saddam Shinimsa by Avas Hashem is Barach, and the Avas Chachamim. And therefore, Yesi ben Yehazi explains how a person can use his home as an expression of Avas Hashem. And that is by making this home an expression of Avas Chachamim. And therefore, by making this home a place where Chachamim are loved, either that is Shazel Midas Avas Hashem Yisparach, it's a middle of Avas itself, or at least Avas Madrego the Matzim in Avas Hamakim Matzim. At least it's a part of or a level towards Avas Hashem. We see therefore twice the Maral said that, as like here's the topic, is Avas Chachamim. Avas Hashem, or is it a stage towards Avas Hashem? So obviously what you want to explain is, uh, firstly the connection. Why is loving Chachamim uh, an expression of Avas Hashem? And what are the two stories that the morale has if it's loving Hashem itself, or if it's something towards loving Hashem? So let's explain. The Gemara started off as a pasuk of the Avos Hashem Lekeichem Ledav The Gemara begins that there's a, a mitzvah to love Hashem and to cleave to Hashem. And on that, the Gemara asks the question: How can you medabek? How can you connect yourself to Hashem? In a sense, Hashem isn't physical. And if Hashem isn't physical, so then how do you connect yourself? Choose to connect to a non-physical thing. And obviously it's not going to be physically, we can't become nearer or further to Hashem in a physical sense. And therefore it has to be on a different level. And that is the way a person becomes nearer to or further from Hashem. And therefore this question of the Gemara of how a person's medabek b'shechina comes up in more than one place. And the Gemara in different places gives different answers because in reality there are different ways that a person can connect to Hashem. The common denominator of the all being that connecting to Hashem means connecting on a non-physical plane. So, the first answer the Gemara gives, the Gemara's answer, uh, which has been addressed here, is that a person can connect to Talmud Chachamim. And how is connecting to Talmud Chachamim going to make them connect more to Hashem? So the first way that a person can connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with understanding that obviously Hashem is much greater than He is, is to broaden the person's horizons, to widen their perspective. As much as they think this is what greatness means, or this is what spirituality means, or this is what the level Adarga means, so they very limited by their own level of understanding. But when can, one sees a person who's much greater and knows much more, so then they chose a person that there's levels way beyond the level they are in. And if that's the case, their appreciation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's 
infinitely greater than that, but it goes up. A person is aware of something greater. And therefore, we're not just saying that a person should become a Talmud Chacham and it will connect him to Hashem. We're saying a person should be medavic to Talmud Chacham. And the reason for that is, is because the person who becomes a Talmud Chacham, once again, is limited by his own understanding or his own knowledge of what a Talmud Chacham means. But a person who is medavic to people greater than him, so then that broadens his understanding. It, it shows him how much further there is and he is aware of himself. And then, if this is a person who is so much greater than me, so it gives me a little bit more of an inkling of what greatness means and therefore how much greater Hashem is. Now, why does it bring a person to connect to Hashem? In other words, it might give a person a, pers- a little bit of a perspective of, of how great Hashem is, but why does it cause dvekas? Why does it cause connection? So the Rambam tells us, in Yisraeli Atariparic Base, the Rambam is talking about how a person gets to Avas Hashem. And the Rambam says a fascinating thing. And he says, when a person is misbounded on the greatness of Hashem, then that brings a person to Ava. That brings a person to Ava. And therefore here also, the more a person is aware of greatness, then the more he wants to feel connected. And therefore there's an element of wanting to connect. There's an element of wanting to connect by an appreciation of how great something is that I want to connect to. And therefore, the first step is connect to Tamil Chachamim. Because that's already a step of wanting to connect to something greater than you. And the more a person wants to connect to Tamil Chachamim, the more that gives them the awareness, if you can call it that. Or maybe the appreciation of there's something so much greater, more than this, that I want to connect to as well. And therefore, if it's not just for a person on an individual basis, but a person wants to bring his whole family to that level of the ability to connect to a Talmud Chacham and then as a result be more able to connect to Hashem. So then, a home where Talmud Chachamim are welcomed, a home where people have a close-up opportunity to view Talmud Chachamim and view their greatness. And for a person to be at the table with a Talmud Chacham and feel I'm at the dust of his feet. That gives me that perspective of greatness that also makes me want to connect to something greater than me. And if a person has an opportunity to host a Menechachomim in his home, then the whole family gets that, that experience. And therefore, the first way that a person comes to more of a level of Avas Hashem, like we said, is a feeling of wanting to connect to something greater. And the way that a person builds that is by being in the presence of someone greater. That's just the first step of the process which goes beyond the person himself and gets to HaKadosh Baruch. That's as far as what the Ma'aral says that connecting to a Tamil Chacham is not connecting to Hashem. The next thing he says is that at le- or if it's not Avas Hashem itself, it's at least a step towards Avas Hashem. And there's a second understanding as well of why being com- becoming closer to the Tamil Chachamim is a step closer to Avas Hashem too. And why the way to work in one's Ava is to host the So let's go back to the Gemara we started with. The Gemara says that how can a person be medabic to the Shechina? It's not a tangible thing. And the Gemara's answer is a person should be medabic to the Melech And why is that? 
And the answer to that is, is because a Talmud Chacham represents Hashem. He's a person who learns Hashem's Torah. He's a person who maybe uh, is a leader of the Jewish people, who's really then, we can call it an appointee of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to lead Klai Yisrael. He's somebody who we see as being able to relate to us what Hashem wants us to do. And therefore we might not be able to relate to Hashem Himself, but we can relate to His missionaries. We can relate to His to His shlichim. We can relate to the people who are closer to Him. And by extension, that's a way to get closer to Hashem too. And therefore, this might not be Avis Hashem directly, which means it's not at the level of maybe coming closer to Hashem Himself, but it's a way of coming closer to somebody because that person is close to Hashem. And that's why maybe it's an anaf, it's a branch, it's a chalik of Avas Hashem as well. The fact that I have the opportunity to come closer to people who are close to Hashem. And that's just the first step. And now, being close to people like that will have an effect on me. And seeing people who are always talking about Hashem because they're living their closeness. And seeing people who are always connected to Hashem because they're feeling that connection. And seeing people who are always involved in Torah. Always in, or always careful about what they do, that it should be what Hashem wants them to do, so then, of course, that will bring me closer as well. And therefore, it might just be a step towards Avas Hashem, but nevertheless, it's an important step, and if it's not something a person just wants for themselves, but they want their whole family to have that opportunity, then, when, by making one's home a place where Tamil Chachamim frequents, a place where Tamil Chachamim are welcome, so then, a person has that opportunity for his entire household to have the opportunity of witnessing the Tamil Chacham of close or of living the experience of how of seeing how Tamil Chacham lives. So how a person can elevate his family's level generally to have a, to more of Ayavas Hashem is expose your family to people who are closer to Hashem. Or in other words, make your home a place of meeting for the Chacham. That's the first part. Now the second part of the morale says, Yesi ben Yechanan makes a person's home more of a place of Yerushalayim. That a person's home should be open to everybody. And the poor should be members of your family. A person shouldn't be stingy with what he has. Because a person is stingy, it shows a lack of Yerushalayim. And that's why, if he doesn't Yerushalayim, that's why he doesn't notice the people who need it. And this is a part which is many more difficult to understand. The Maral says that the Mishnah which talks about making one's home open to the poor is a level of how a person makes his home a place of Yerushalayim. And this needs explanation. We can talk about and we can understand why a person who makes his home open to everybody is a person who's maybe excelled in the middle of Chesed. He, he dispenses of his largesse to everybody. He invites everyone into his house. Why is it a level of Yerushalayim? In fact, if we were to imagine the house of Yerushalayim, we maybe imagine a house where, on the contrary, one doesn't want the strangers coming inside who might ruin the rarefied spiritual atmosphere of the house, 
It's a place where people are focused on solitude and think of uh, high levels, whatever it might be. Why is the example of a house of Yerushimayim a home which is open to the public? Oh, and everybody can come in and take what they need. So we need to understand a certain level of Yerushimayim. Maybe one of the the principles of Yerushimayim, and that is one of the level one of the principles of Yerushimayim is one of the principles of Yerushimayim is that a person looks at what Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave him as something that obligates him. If I have something, then that obligates me a certain way. Because I'm arenas yira means that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, when he gives. He gives for a reason. And if there's a reason, then I have to check, am I fulfilling, so to speak, the reason Hashem gave it to, to me? Am I justifying the fact that I received it? And that causes a tremendous error because I, I can appreciate all Hashem has given me and all opportunities I've been, got, I've, I've been blessed with. But now the question I'm asked, I have to ask myself is, and am I using them the way Hashem wants me to use them? There's a beautiful story about Bishal Salantu. And Bishal Salantu, who on the one hand was the Godel who inspired the masses, the person who changed the way the world understood Musa. But at the same time, on an individual level, he wasn't a rich person. He has he was supported by his admirers. He already had nothing come of his own. And the story goes one time Bishal heard that his wife had bought a sti- her ticket for the Russian state lottery, which if she would have won, would have given a cash prize of an enormous amount of money. So as soon as Bishal heard about that, he called over three of his Talmudim, and he said, I'm making you a base din, and in front of you I'm declaring that I, I want to, even though a husband normally has rights to his wife's earnings, but in this case I'm being Michael and I'm foregoing any rights whatsoever I have to any amount, any amount of money my wife makes on the salary. I want no part in it, I want no ownership over it, I want anything to do with it. Okay, so they accepted the husband has the right to forego something which would be a schus that he would otherwise be entitled to. But uh, they asked him, like, why would it be so bad if your wife would win the lottery? Why are you so against it that you want to have nothing to do with the money? No, I'm sure if Rabbi Shul had so much money, you can imagine what kind of things Rabbi Shlomo would use the money for. He would be using it for mitzvahs, he would be using it for to, to spread Torah, to strengthen Yiddishkeit. So they asked him, why are you so anti this money? And isn't Rabbi Shlomo's answer? Rabbi Shlomo's answer is, he said, I know that a certain koichas Hashem gave me. And he said, and every day I think to myself, am I using the koichas Hashem gave me correctly? Am I doing what's expected of me? That I can say that, I'm without, that the Kriyachas Hashem gave me, I'm not wasting it. I'm not misusing it. And then I have to think. Is, it, is there a way which Hashem will have a time on me that I gave you Kriyachas, you could have used them better, you could have done more? He says, one thing I know I'm not going to be held responsible for is if in the neighboring town there's a poor man who can't afford medication. Or if uh, in this town there's an oldest girl who can't get engaged because she has no money for a dairy. Because Hashem didn't give me money. And therefore that's one thing I'm sure I'm definitely not going to be expected to answer for. He said, but if it works, happens that suddenly I come into possession of a lot of money, then Hashem is going to come to me with those tainas. 
and he's going to say, you had this money, it was invested in you, you could have helped this person, you could have helped cure that person, you could have saved this person from their distress. How could it be that you had the money and there were so many people who needed that help and you weren't there to help them? And Israel said, I, don't, I can't take responsibility for that. I'd rather not have the money. Uh, the story doesn't go on to say what happened when his wife heard about that. But uh, what we learn from the story, at least, is from Israel's point of view. And that is the chance of making so much money, he saw it with Yerushimayim. Which means it's not like, oh wow, what a chesed, if I won the lottery. It's, what a responsibility. If I've now been given all that money, it means Hashem has tremendous expectations of how I'm going to use it. And if he didn't feel that he was going to be able to justify, so to speak, such a, such a gift, then he decided he'd rather not take it. And that's a big principle in Yerushimayim. A big principle in Yerushimayim is, when a person sees he's been blessed by Hashem, how does he see it? As it's a tremendous chesed and a thank you very much Hashem? Or this is a tremendous mechaev. I'm meant to be using this. As it was given to me to use. That's the perspective of Yer. And therefore, a person who's been blessed with the home. And a person who's been blessed with the ability to host others. He has the money, he has the food, he has the house full of equipment or, or things that people might need. How does he look at it? As well, look how much Hashem has blessed me with. Or... All these things I was given, all these things I was given, means I'm meant to be using them in some way. They were given to me, and um, as and they were invested in me to use correctly. And now, how does a person use what he's given correctly? So there's a din in the and that is it says that normally, uh, when a person hosts guests, you should let the guests lead the benching because that way the guests can make the bracha for the balabais. But the exception to that is in Lala Saida, where the host himself should lead the benching. Why? So the post can be the possible because A person who is a good eye, he should be the one to lead the blessing. And why do we say the host is a good eye? Because he invited guests. So the obvious question is, well then if that's the case, every time a person invites guests, he has a tov ayin. Every time a person is a host, he's inviting guests. So obviously he's a good eye. So why, does, why doesn't those always need the benching? And the answer I heard from your Yechem Vedyansky, Mashkech of Kultera, is if I choose, he's my friend, this is a person I get along well with, this person will enhance my soda, and I choose how I want the guests to be, that's not called a Tov'ayin. That's called, I want to have, have my friends or people that I, I feel will you know, enhance my, my, my occasion, and that's one that chooses the guests. So it's better I let the guest bench. But what makes let us say the difference is I don't choose specific guests. I open the door and I say, Whoever's hungry can come and eat. It's an open invitation. So whoever hears me, so whoever hears the, my, 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 my announcement, and whoever comes, comes, and they're all welcome to enjoy the Pesach. That's called the That's called the Tov Ayin. In other words, I'm not choosing who the guest is going to be. I'm inviting whoever wants to come. When a person acts like that, that's a tovayin. And therefore, definitely I say that the balabais, who extended an open invitation to everybody who you are, he should be the one to make the brach. And that's what's the gear here too. The fact that a person picks and chooses who he wants to share with and who he wants to invite isn't a simon that he's using what he's been given as a, as, as, 
uh, a way to, so to speak, to justify the fact that Hashem gave it to him. He's doing what he enjoys. Or inviting the people that he wants to, he wants to be in their company. But the fact that a person's home is open to everybody, that's the symbol of Tovayim. And that is the understanding that was given us to share, and sharing means that whoever wants to come. And therefore, Yesi bin Yechanan says, the expression of Yira, which means the expression of knowing that I was given, isn't just for me. What I was given is for other people, for me to be able to give to others, is the fact that I throw open the doors, and I say it's open to everybody. It's, it's open to everyone to come, they're always welcome, and that's, not, that's the opposite of Tzara'ayim. A tzar ayin, someone who's stingy, is a person who keeps for himself. A person's a tzayv ayin. It means, I don't think this was meant for me. I, meant, I understand this was meant for me to give. And to give means to give to everyone, whoever's available and wants to take. And that's why it says, He doesn't push away the anim. On the contrary, they're, they're entitled to enjoy like everybody else. Same thing, and the Reich is a guest. It doesn't have a place to be. Again, it doesn't differentiate what a person can or can't. It's open to everybody. And that's why it says, Now, here we do two times together. When it comes to the first member of Avaz Hashem, it says, Avaz Hashem, Rakash, Avaz Hashem, Rakash, Hashem, like we explained beforehand. And if a person doesn't have rachman on the poor, and he doesn't, he only wants to give to Chachamim, he doesn't want to share with anyone else, so then it means that he's, he's a stingy of other people. That's like a Yerushalayim. The last point is also clear, and that is, it says, don't speak too much to a lady. So, of course, we said beforehand, that's because a man is not responsible for that part of the running of the home. On the contrary, he has his tafkid, so he shouldn't lower, lower himself to do a different tafkid and leave out his tafkid. That's also based on this principle of Yerushalayim. It's also based on this principle of Yerushalayim, and that is an expectation of you. And if you're not fulfilling the expectation of you, then you're not doing what Hashem wants. Besides the fact that, of course, there's always a danger that speaking to a woman is an a opportunity to get dragged into a relationship which is halakhically also. It's talking other women. But with the mission that even with one's wife, where there's no Easter in the relationship, but it's the fact that a person is meant to be thinking, there's an expectation of me. And I'm falling short of that expectation by, by being involved in my wife's tafkid. And then again, that's also a level of Yerushalayim. So what you've seen is that and the Ma'az explains to us how the division between Yesi bin Yechel and Yesi bin Yazer is really an elaboration of the two rules of Antigonus Ishtayqai, one on the side of Yira, one on the side of Ava. Now, I'm just jumping to the next, the next paragraph, because it's a different topic, and uh, to what the, the, the Ma'al continues this line of thought later on, and he says, that the paragraph says, Yeshech al-Adas, ki arushin shu Yesi bin Yehazeh al-Nasi, vi Yesi bin Yehazeh al-Abbaistin. We know that in the two Zogos, there were two positions of importance in Kalashra. One was the Nasi, the other was the Abbaistin. And the Nasius meant a level above everybody else. 
certain elevated status. By the Sears of Israel Musmala, and therefore Mishinosna Shemis Bach Israel Musmala Gdula, for Oyva Shemis Bach, which is Israel Mishinosna Shemis Bachaila. Therefore, the expectation of someone who's been blessed or been given a higher level is to appreciate it, and therefore he'll come to Ava Sashem. And therefore, and Zabi Rakmi Ava, she is the Varach Shemis Bacharatsev Shasita, and made him into the king, made him into the Nasi. Ulafikach, Yosef ben Yazza was the Nasi, so his expression was uh, one of Ava. Which is by Abraham Avinu also. And Nasi'alekimatabusnechayin, he was called the Nasi. And therefore, we, I mean not therefore, but also we find by Abraham that his way of approaching Hashem was through Ava. Ulafikach, Mosheh, the head of the court. And therefore his Mamuna on the Din, on the Psak. What was the person's Mukhiyaf? Shalakach Nikha Avbaistin, the Musa Shalah Yira. Because if Midasa Din, Yesha Yira. The Yitzhak shows Midasa Din, then Mupachal Yitzhak. Kaili. Shabal Din Yarif and Yava Vyasdavit Nikda Yira. The basis of Din is what a person's Mukhiyaf, and that's the mindset of Yira. In other words, the person gets, he doesn't look at it just as Chesed, which I'm, I thank you, I'm grateful, and I have to repay, but rather he looks at it as what does it obligate me? That's the mindset of a Dayan. And over here also, the mindset of the Avbaistin is obligation, which is Yira. And therefore, Taka here talking about a Yira which is expressed through a person's home, and how he can use it also, what to Mechaev him, and how to, how to use it to serve Hashem. And now he says one more point. Even if it's not the highest level of Avu Yira, but Mikol Mokam, Hey Manofim, Nimshach Min Avu Yira. Like I said before, the Maral treats Sadim, if bringing Talmud Chacham into one's home is Avu Hashem itself, or just a level or towards Avu Hashem, but nevertheless, it's still appropriate for the Nasi because he's a person who naturally will feel more of a connection to Avu. And therefore, he says, Vezeki Azuga Rishon Dahan Yesi Ben Yezer, Yesi Ben Yechanan, Adivrem Korav Lagamri Ba'Avu Yira. He brought both together. He's never a partner. Therefore, the family we had, the Musa also was broken to the two Chalakim of Avon Yira. And same thing, same thing with subsequent areas of Zogos. Again, each one, one was the Abbas and one was the Nasi. But what they say also breaks into a perspective of Ava and a perspective of Yira. So, in the next year, Bezashim will finish what he says in this mission and see the last two points he makes.